We're talking engaging in environmental conservation. What specific expertise does your project need? So we spoke the other day about starting a project and getting involved and being able to get involved. And now I'm just going to go through step number two. Well, the first action step that you really need to look at. Hey, John Harris here. Welcome to another Exponential Radio episode. The second thing we want to do and the first actual action you want to take is developing a core team. And it's very important because counterintuitively, most people, as I mentioned before, start with a project or they have an area or some land, privately owned land, and they start some kind of a project um, because it seems like a good idea. But it's not really the best way to go. If you look at the top top producers in the world, some of the top people in finance, top people in other areas of expertise, you'll find they have a core team. And so when you look at, um, especially from the book, Good to Great, um, you, you'd be, you would begin by setting a new vision and strategy. That's the kind of the intuitive way of doing it. But what we found is instead they, they first got the right people on the bus and then the right people in the right seats. And they got the wrong people off the bus. And, you know, then figured out where to drive it. So if you get a very good team together, you can look at whatever projects are out there and decide on a project that actually fits in and has synergy with your team, which is a much more powerful way of doing things. So I'd like to just go back to the time we bought a game farm and we developed a game farm from a cattle farm. And the idea was, you know, to do a, a little bit of conservation as far as the game is concerned. But what happened was the management that we got in and the people we got in did a okay job at that, not a great job. And um, But the second we try to take it forward, we try to do more towards um, species and the area as a whole and working with the community, then the whole thing fell apart. And that's because we just did not have the right people. You know, the workers and the, and the management we had, they were not at all um, in conservation as such or environmental conservation. And and that just didn't work out um, to the degree that we had hoped. So it, the, the, the mistake is exactly what I'm saying. You should have just looked at, instead of the game farm and, and doing that, it's better to get a team together first and then look at what area you want to be in, what species, what region, uh, what uh, specific type of uh, conservation project you want to develop. So if we look now, you know, forming a core team, um, maybe start by forming that initial team. And, you know, it's, it has to be a little bit flexible, but that initial team is very, very important because later you can create sub-teams that can focus on specific areas, different areas as, it, as your project builds out. And then you can um, look at the conservation issues that you're addressing. And we've gone through some of that, and we will go through more detail on the steps that you need to take to do that. So the, the, we need the science behind those issues. So it's no good just having an issue that is sentimental. You've got to look at the facts as well. And you've got to look at the science. And in conservation, it's a bit of a losing battle, which is sad to say, but it's a very, very hard, a very difficult battle to fight uh, as land gets continuously chewed up and put into agriculture and different aspects of, of human life. Um, the pressure, the destruction habitat for wildlife and for plant species is ever-increasing. 
and land is and wild wilderness areas are dim, diminishing by the day. So it is a very tough battle. We're not going to kid ourselves. But the projects and the projects that everyone does and the effort that they do is what we get to enjoy when we go on holiday to these wilderness areas, when we have a chance to get centered um, back, being able to, to, to be in an environment that is conducive to a positivity, to a spirituality, to different aspects of human life. We are not machines, so we need these kinds of things. That social and political dimension is very important because none of this will work without addressing the social issues and the political issues. And it's all got to be part and parcel of that core team and how you're going to structure things. So in putting that uh, great team together, um, I thought we could just go through a bit of a list of, of people that could be involved in that initial team. Now, the list I'm giving is a general list, and obviously you may only need three or four people, and you're going to have people that come in and, and, and leave. Some will be there for the long term, others will be a midterm, and some will be short term. So people may come and go, may do specific things. Um, it's not that everyone has to be there the whole period of time for the project. These projects can take years. And so you may want just a core team and you may want to build it from there. And with that initial team, you can decide on on the actual core team that you're going to start with. Um, and, and uh, you know, you'd hope for the, that those, those, those initial members would in, stay for the whole duration of the, the actual project. Uh, the key here is to make sure that everyone's clear about the expectations of the core members and, and how they will devote the time and what amount of time they're going to need to devote to that project. So if we look at it, um, your science, you'd need, you can look at getting somebody involved who's, who is a scientist or can handle the science, qualified in that scenario. It's very important to have those that data collected because if you have your theory of change, you need to back it up with, with facts. Um, so a scientist, uh, having the science and something to, to drive that's a key component. You also want communications because you're not going to really do much without communicating between your members, between community members, political members, and uh, other people that are involved, involved, other organizations that are involved, and also the general public. Uh, communications is of absolute importance. So you're going to need something to be driving the communications. Education is very important. We are very involved with education, environmental education. And that is really about driving, changing attitudes, building knowledge within young communities and, and communities in general, but especially the youth that we specialize in, and also upskilling people, um, looking at new industries that are coming about with the cyclical uh, business change, the change into and doing business in, in cyclical business as opposed to uh, getting so much waste and pollution through our normal way of doing business, the linear way of doing business. So that is important in education. Policy is also very important because the policies that you derive and you develop and how they interconnect with policies within areas and regions and with government policies um, and with global organizations is very, very important because if there's a contradiction in your policy with the accepted policies, it, it creates huge problems. We've seen that with elephants. Um, you know, the problem with elephants and habitats, the destruction of habitats by elephants over populations is a very real problem because once elephants destroy a whole ecosystem, nothing can survive there, basically. 
Um, so the control of that is, is a very difficult thing because obviously they're also looking at the other side where corruption takes place. And if you have elephant hunting and ivory hunting, then, you know, it causes other problems. But you've got the destruction of habitat doesn't win either. So policy is very important. Um, the development of the project and how it goes forward and how much impact it has um, is a key component. You need somebody to drive development and to build that um, project out. It can become something completely, morph into something completely different and, and even more consequential. So development is a key component. Obviously, the management. Um, you can't run anything without managing the situation, especially when it comes to environmental education, wilderness areas, or conservation. The second you've got fences up, you have to manage. But a lot of people don't understand in the general public is that when humans get involved in, in culling and so forth of wildlife, um, it's a very touchy subject. But the second you've got fences up and you stop natural migrations, then you have to manage those areas. And it's just an unfortunate reality. Um, so as, as, you know, as cruel as it might be, management is critical and also the management, obviously, of a project. We're looking at managing this project, um, the business aspect of it, the financial funding aspect of it, human resource. There's a lot of management, and you need somebody skilled in management to do that. Landowners, you know, private land landowners are key because the availability of land and the utilization of that land and the coexistence of wilderness and wildlife, um, plant species, etc., within that context is very important as well. So trying to get a balance between all of these things is, is not easy. And it's very good if you've got somebody who can handle the, the landowners or be working with the landowners to coordinate with them, very helpful as well. Local government, critical. So community leaders, etc., linked to government departments, environment, local environmental departments is a key component without which your, your project is doomed to failure as well. There are many other agencies that may need to get involved um that that are in private and NGO and various other agencies that you may want to get on board with um this all helps because they have certain experience that you may be able to harness as well to utilize some of that experience local businesses uh, you need somebody uh who may be interested in representing local businesses and getting involved with those local businesses because unlike certain people obviously you have agendas that are contrary to um, conservation uh, poaching, etc., and there's a lot of money involved in it, as you know, with the rhinos. Um, you know, the people on the ground are getting paid a lot of money to get rhinos, and that's why it's continuing. So they will be anti anything that tries to prevent that. Education programs and other business getting involved who would benefit from things like tourism. So you, they, they actually diametrically oppose. So you need to think about that when you're building your project out. Um, we're going to talk more about stakeholders and that in the future. We have mentioned it already. Um, the other thing is the social agencies look both online and offline getting involved in communities um, and getting involved online as well with social communities and groups that and agencies that may want to be part of your project is a key component and you need somebody to drive that there may be specific individuals that are important to your project within a given area or in a specific circumstance and you may want one of these um, to be part of that core team. The same as there may be some others that I haven't mentioned here. You know, it may be somebody with technical abilities. There are a lot of other things we can look at. 
but you can choose a core team. It only needs to be a small core team that are willing to hopefully stay the duration of the project out of this initial sort of list of, of fo key focus areas. Uh, that's obviously got to fit into your key objective results. So when you build that team out, look at a small team and then look at building out sub-teams constantly thereafter and looking at the sophistication, the size, the scope of your project, things that we're going to talk about in the future steps that you've got to take. Um, so the future actions. So look, as I say, the first one is to get that team together. Um, in the first segment, we gave a general overview. Uh, and next time we will talk a little bit more about um, what to do when it comes to key stakeholders. So, you know, I hope this has been useful. And, and it's my hope that some of you may well be get interested in in looking at doing a project, getting involved in a project. Um, and the more that we people that we can get involved in some capacity, get engaged in conservation, the better. Not everybody's going to want to just donate. Some people will like to donate. They want to have a project that makes sense. Other people want to actually physically get involved. Some would like to just get involved on the creative side, online, digitally, or creatively creating different types of, even NFTs we see are getting involved now with, with conservation projects. So there's a lot of scope for, for technical and, and, and for other people to get involved. Um, it's a matter of getting as many people as you can fighting on the side of, of specifically conservation, environmental conservation. Environment within urban areas is one thing. Um, rural areas is another. And obviously wilderness areas where our key focus is, is a very big deal. So a Tibetan proverb states that with a stout heart, a mouse can lift up an elephant. Well, I'm not sure about that, but it's a Tibetan proverb. <laughs> Anyway, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. And perhaps uh, you can get a hold of us on the next episode. Remember, you can go to johnarthurharris.blogspot.com. Just let me repeat that. It's johnarthurharris.blogspot.com. If you want to go and get some back, some of the back issues or, or some of the other episodes, you can go there uh, on the blog page and get those. Until next time, have a great day.